Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, For the ones who get it done. In a world where Carolina Panthers fans have an insatiable thirst for Panthers news and opinions, only one podcast roars ferociously. It's the C3 Panthers Podcast. Yo, 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 what's the deal, Panther fans? It's your boy, the professor, a.k.a. Tony Dunn. It's the C3 Panthers Podcast, brought to you by CarolinaCatChronicles.com, where every Tuesday night we chop up the latest Panthers news and opinions from the fan perspective by fans, for fans, and you can be a part of the show by calling in at 252-228-5098. We take your calls throughout the show, trying to get a... Our, kind of keep our ear to the ground on Panther Nation. We got a lot to be excited about tonight in the calls. I have heard some sneak peeks. It's going to be fantastic. Going to break it down with my homeboys here in the house. Cody Lashney, my man, how you doing? I'm doing good, man. Another Tuesday night where we figure out what the hell we're going to talk about. Uh, trying to keep this a Panthers podcast, man. But uh, I'm excited to do it with my homeboys. Happy to be here. Chat room isn't so popping yet, but we've had some stream trouble. Shout out to Mike Vela, who I know is going to be uh, dropping some bars tonight in the nice. cat calls. Ten Tizzy, Trill One, Tony Dunn, and nothing to it but to do it, brother. Let's roll. Tell your friends about the show. You can follow us on Twitter at Cat underscore Chronicles. Go ahead and smash the thumbs up button. Subscribe to the show. We're on uh, iTunes, TuneIn, Stitcher, all the major podcast platforms, and uh, we want to keep growing. Longest running in our eighth season right now, 52 weeks a year plus the leap year. And we've got, uh, who's in the house tonight? Greg in the house tonight. Welcome to Bat Daddy. Oh, I am here tonight, man. I've been hitting head all weekend. Finally got back. Just been putting up a shed all week. Ready to talk some Panthers football now, though. CK's in the house, too. He's been streaming on Facebook, and uh, it sounds like it's going good. Yeah, it's going It's going well. We're uh, growing and uh we're making it work. Uh, you know, this uh, past weekend was me not building the shed, but building my uh, son a playground. So that's been fun. 
Nice. Um, but yeah, so I'm not an envious person of the work you've been putting in over there, Greg. I'll be honest with you. I, I hated every minute of my moments out in the sun. So Yeah. It's yeah, been sun, pretty sun damn hot, too, in the last yeah. week and a half. Oh, gosh. It was been, it's been miserable mm-hmm. with no cloud cover whatsoever. So I'm just sitting out there with a bald head, by the way. Um, I would say I'd wear a hat out there, but my hat just gets soaking wet within a matter of like 30 minutes. And so mm-hmm. I just cannot stand a wet hat on my head. So, right. All right. Anyway. Uh, um, you guys know the deal. We uh, appreciate your support in the chat room. Um, guys, there really, is there any Panthers news to talk about? This is like, if you go to the Panthers website right now is there is a story called, uh, get to know Brian Angelico. Who the heck is Brian Angelico? And recruited a recruiter? There's nothing here to talk about. And I'm pretty happy um, that we have, we're not talking about any Panther players with COVID. Yeah. Uh, well, yet. I think I think Ezekiel Elliott may have fixed that when he said HIPAA? Question mark? <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, good point. But it is. We you do have injury that. reports, though. Yeah, and that's 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 what I wonder about. Like, I mean, I can under I can maybe understand with injury reports, maybe, um, but like sicknesses like that, I can I can full on, like say, unless they've given written consent of some sort, I, I don't know how they can release that information. Mm-hmm. I mean, honestly, the injuries make me wonder how they can release that, but I'm assuming that has something to do with their contract and that works. And so. the league rules, yeah. There's got. I bet you somebody could ultimately sue from that. Is uh, does any other? Does anybody else have any news related to the actual Carolina Panthers? <sighs> Not really. Vacation this week, man. Unless you want to talk about Teddy Bridgewater talking shit on Twitter. Yes, and actually, little, thank you. a little bit spicy. Thank you for reminding me that because the name of tonight's show is Teddy Claws Back. Right? Um, and so, please tell me, Cody, break it down for us what happened because the, from what I saw, and I just saw another tweet that said, somebody said um, it's going to be a long season if Teddy already uh, protecting his tweets. Yeah, uh, and the most recent update was that he set his account to private. So mm-hmm. he's already... Uh, so listen, this is kind of the genesis of what happened, man. Uh, Teddy Bridgewater put out a tweet of him walking in the hospital after his uh, knee injury that happened with Minnesota. And he's like, if you think I came back... Uh, or that I came all the way back from this just to lay down, he pretty much said, y'all got the wrong fucking idea. And he's trying to ball out. And I had a moment where I'm like, you know what? I understand it must be a shitty position where, you know, you're trying to reinvigorate your career and you're walking into a football team where the team just got rid of their beloved quarterback and now all the fans are mad. So, you know, it's not an enviable position. But one of the things that you don't do is indulge trolls on Twitter. And apparently Teddy Bridgewater got wind of all the shit that Panther fans have been talking about him. Um, how can you not? He was not too happy about it. Yeah, how could you not? And uh, but he wasn't going off at people on Twitter. Uh, I mean, really, like, firing back at people, man. It was like he was trending on Twitter. Uh, I mean, Because it was a like lot a, of people were year. saying that he made a tweet that he meant to come from a burner account. <laughs> yeah, he made, he made one. Like, uh, somebody had said something, and then he was like, 
oh, that's some female shit right there. Some people are like, oh, y'all came down on Cam Newton for being misogynist. Now look at this fucking dude. But, um, I mean, there was a few of them. I'd have to, like, find a few and pull them up right quick. Well, but, at least there's yeah, some fire in him, I guess. But he shouldn't protect his account. I don't think that is, you know. And he shouldn't really, to be honest, it's kind of hard to engage with fans on Twitter. You know, and I know I want them to all engage with me. But Cam, Cam never tweeted me back. Well, it's one of those things where if, if you're going to be in a position like this, you've got to realize that there are going to be people who aren't like you, don't like you. And your best thing you can do is prove that you, you know, give them a reason to like you. But Twitter's not the place to engage with them. It's different if somebody on Twitter says something to you and when somebody in the real life says something to you. Because I guarantee you half the stuff I see people say to me or other people on Twitter, there's no way in hell they would say that to that person's face or me in real life. It's easy to be a keyboard warrior, so why even acknowledge it? You know, it just doesn't make any sense to me. I hear you. Uh, well, you know, I'm, I'm usually the guy fighting with the people. Yeah. <laughs> but what do we feel, though, about Teddy Bridgewater? You know, I mean, essentially standing up for himself. Like, hey, man, I'm not a bag of dirt. You know, I'm, I'm coming here. I mean, if anything, look, I kind of like that it pissed him off a little bit. Because if the Panthers are going to have any chance of being a good football team this year, it all relies on Teddy Bridgewater. So good. I hope it comes in here with a fuck you mentality. Yeah. I hope you don't believe in me. Let me show you wrong. I mean, really, that, what other option does he have right now? He's, a, you know, like I said, a part of a football team that just watched their quarterback go to the Patriots of mm-hmm. all teams, and now he's our dude. He came from a division rival. I mean, he has a lot of trust to earn. So I'm happy that he got a little upset in, in his emotions. I think it'd be a, it'll be a good thing for him. I'm happy that he's upset about it because it is going to give him some fire, but it's kind of like goes back to what we talked about last week. Uh, don't tell me what you're going to do. Show me what you're going to do type deal. You know, like if you don't, don't talk, don't blast back at these guys. Just show me you're going to come back and be the best quarterback you've been and have a great year. I don't want to hear you talk about it or get argue with somebody about it. Yeah. Dude, hold on. What a hold statement in our YouTube chat. Uh oh. My lord. Hold on. Good God. James Woodley with a hundred dollar love bomb. Was that an accident? Do you think you put an extra zero by accident? I you didn't have to that money. money. I support Teddy Bridgewater. I quarterback. Point blank enough set. By James Wood. Talk about a legend. All right, chat. I don't even know what to say other than thank you, homie. Good, good. I, I, I'm worried that he accidentally hit an extra zero. He just <laughs> bought he just bought message. one of us a Teddy Bridgewater jersey as if we didn't have to give twenty percent to YouTube or whatever or five percent. Nah, it's probably only like three percent or something like that. But geez. Holy moly, thank you, man. There's still man. the world awesome. is still a good place. Well, I guess it's mm-hmm. too good. Homie, homie, you the man. The name of this show is James Woodley's Podcast, brought to you by Carolina Cat Crime. <laughs> uh, the Teddy Bridgewater Love Fest, brought to you by James Woodley. Now, uh, there is a kind of uh, interesting story um, from Panthers Culture. You guys, you know, he's pretty popular on Twitter. Uh, Panthers Culture has a blog, and he put out a story today that said... Teddy Bridgewater's not so obvious comparison, and it's a very good story. He goes through all these things, and then all this. Guess who the comparison is to? Drew Brees. 
And the idea of somebody that's had to fight injuries, that had to fight people doubting him, that he had the 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 physical talent to do it that he wasn't tall enough that his hands were too small that he didn't have the arm strength all of these different things and he goes on to say that uh that is reminiscent of drew Brees when he was in san diego and then it's fortuitous that they become teammates in new orleans and i think that's a cool little take right there and thank you, Panthers culture, for that because we needed something uh, that had something different that wasn't whining. Yeah. yeah. What do you think? Is Teddy Bridgewater the next Drew Brees? I mean, that's such a tough one, man. It's just, you know, when you're comparing someone to a, uh, a record holder and now an NFL, a surefire Hall of Famer, I mean, it's tough, but I see why you would make the comparison. They're, they're timing and rhythm quarterbacks. They're all about getting the football out of their hand, being on time, taking care of the football. It's not necessarily wild plays. But, yeah, I mean, I think Teddy Bridgewater 100% can operate an offense. And, you know, I feel like part of my criticism has been um, kind of, you know, it's not that I'm not down, but Teddy Bridgewater, I do think he's a good quarterback. I just don't know if I believe in our offensive line enough. So, but as far as Teddy Bridgewater himself, Teddy Bridgewater is yeah, like one have, of the least questionable parts of our team, to be honest. And you know, you and that's kind of crazy. And once you put him in the system, like what I believe Joe Brady is going to implement, you finally have some fast separating wide receivers. I mean, I understand why a lot of people are are, are like, well, the Panthers might be a sleeper team this year, and. Uh, I mean, Teddy Bridgewater, I don't think that's going to be the problem. Demetrius Miller in the chat room says Teddy's comp is Alex Smith when he was with the Chiefs. Yes. Uh, Okay, yeah, I I could see that. I kind of preferred that one more than Drew Brees. Yeah, I I think the thing is, and I think we all agree on this, he's not a bad quarterback, and and there's a lot of other quarterbacks that are out there that I'd rather have Teddy Bridgewater than X said quarterback. I think it's just the initial blow of losing Cam. I'd rather have Cam than Teddy Bridgewater, and it's nothing against Teddy Bridgewater. Just a matter of we love Cam, you know. Holy right. moly! The guys are feeling it in the chat right? room. They just it just it, it's snowballing. <laughs> Mike Vela in yeah. the house. I ain't balling like James, but I guarantee once you hear my rap, you'll remember my name. Oh, Fifty dollar love bomb. Son. Um, you know, I do want to go back to, and we're, we we won't talk about. It. Let's just we'll go ahead and move into the cat calls. But a lot of us were calling for Teddy to be the backup last year. Or the year before. For me, I well, was. I was calling I'm, for him yeah. to back up Cam Newton with the idea yeah, if Cam Newton hard. goes down that he's a reasonable option to be a good starter. So now that we don't have Cam, I'm not – I don't dislike Teddy, right? In fact, and I'm happy. there was North Turner too, remember? He played yeah, for North Turner. Yeah. So I'm fine with Teddy. Teddy I have no problem with. Is you know, I mean, we're just still kind of – missing cam we'll talk about that as we've got more developments about cam's contract uh but as ever as everybody's feeling feeling the funk in the chat room let's go ahead and get into the cat calls and let me make sure the sound's up because we need to hear it perfectly tonight the number is 252-228-5098 you can be a part of the c3 panthers podcast call in at any time any night and we'll get you on the show so what are your thoughts on cat calling yeah it's pretty 
You shouldn't do that to somebody. And how did that make you feel? Uh, very uncomfortable. So how do you think catcalling makes the person feel? It feels good like... What up, it's your boy Mike, straight from Texas, man. What up, C3 Panther Podcast? I'm about up, to man? do this for y'all, sit some bars real quick. Oh, uh, shit. Allow me to do it, man, Mike, myself. The name's Mr. Mike, and you know I'm coming for the bell. I'm at your neck to all the fake fans that Twitter has dealt. Leaving Cam in the dark all because of the tell. Shame on y'all, this man doesn't even care about the wealth. After all he has given y'all, you can give a fuck about how he felt. Well, now this is a different season, and some of y'all need to be held up for treason. And now he is leaving to a place that he's believing that Lombardi's are easy to achieve in, which is New England. Hey, Boogie was straight Boston and flossing, and now you think injuries are going to cost him? The shit talking comes off, and we'll in the moment this man goes to the playoffs in Boston while the Panthers go golfing, because I'll be damned if I have to deal with another Jimmy Claus. <laughs> I will eat up and see oh! like food in a packed fridge that I slaughter. Panther fans are quick to jump ship, but that is Bridgewater. But they forget who is the shit pulling out the tricks and the magic like Harry Potter. Ain't no quarterback was hotter. Just ask his alma mater. Hold up, let me dab real quick for the man with the gift that gave a football to your son or your daughter. Like a fish out of water, it's a way to see before I believe. I'm not holding my breath because I will be the one to breathe that the Panthers' death will be resurrected. It will be because of CMC. Let's all pray that the change will be the answer because so far to me the front office decisions are a cancer. I'm out of sight, but I make up for it with my sense like Joey the Blind Panther. But if we can get this right, we can make a comeback like Newton every time that he transfers. I advise you to stay at safe distance and protect your surrounding. Raise your fist in the air. You could cuss or swear. I don't care. Just keep pounding. There you go, Hey, tell me how that well, works. Well, well. But for now, I got to go. My man. My <laughs> man. All right. All right. So here's what we need to do. Holding it down. Here's what we need to do. We need to get somebody to create a beat for that. <laughs> and then let's make that a legit song. Yeah. Dude, play it again and, and play it again. PK, you just do a beatbox in the background of it, man. That's the way The way he did it was like a lot more like spoken word. And yeah. so if he has a beat and he can do it based on that beat, I think it would actually work really well. It sounded like he had that that chronic 2000 beat in the background keeping time. Mm-hmm. Dude, hey, man. Mike, hey, man. they will remember hey, man. your name. Tyler Lovato says that's bars right there. Oh, my man. battle going on in the cat call, son. What's up? The bl- Joey Esquivel is going nuts, man. My man is jumping up and down. <laughs> Gosh. Good job, guys. Good job. Fire, man. Uh, I know he followed it up man. with a call, so let's see what he had to say in his call. What up, C3 Panthers Podcast? It's Mike again. Just want to talk about this upcoming season. I just got a couple of questions for y'all. And I want to know what your opinions are on how our death will play out for the defense, especially at linebacker. Who do you think will be some surprise starters? Or if you believe we can still sign any free agents to add to the competition at linebacker. Do you feel mm. some of the undrafted free agents will make the cut? 
if there is one realistic signing to improve us on the defensive side of the ball, who would you guys want? Mm. I would love for the Panthers to bring in a veteran tight end to battle with Ian Thomas. Other than that, that's pretty much all I got for you guys. What's you up? Guys you know there, what I like I about that call? Fourth of July. You do an amazing job with this podcast, and oh, I man. will definitely be calling again. Thanks. Thank you. Sir. Thank you, Mike. Thank Pretty you, man. You know what I love brother. about that call? He came prepared. Like he, you could tell he had written that down. He wanted to make sure he got his questions out the way he wanted them to be. You know, gotten out. A lot of times, I don't know if you guys ever called a radio show. A lot of times, you'll have it in the back of your mind what you want to say, and you get there and you're and you're getting nervous. Yeah, like, your mind starts like, scattering. Oh man! I, uh, well, just tell me what you think about the Panthers. All right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, all right, so let's start off with this tight end tight end depth, all right, is that right now uh, the Panthers have lost Luke Keekley, right? We don't have the names back there we're accustomed to. I think Jermaine Carter, we had a lot of hope for him the year before, right? We're probably going to need to see him produce. Um, who else is a tight end on – I mean, uh, a linebacker on this squad? Jordan, uh, Jordan Kunzik. I don't know if he is going to do anything. He has yeah, some Jordan ties. Yeah, he has some ties to uh, the team, to the coaching staff. What about, uh, didn't we sign somebody from Oakland too? I think that we're counting on him a lot. And that is, hold on. Whitehead. Right? Whitehead. I, I think, to, yeah, to hear Whitehead is got to be the answer. And the question is, are we going to be running – if that's our linebacker depth, right? Let me yeah. see if I could see. Is that we have Jermaine Carter, Jordan Ferris, and if you look at this dude's picture on the website, it looks like Joe Dirt. Literally, it looks like Joe Dirt. Maybe I can get it while, while, we, while you guys talk. Um, I mean, you know, having Shat Thompson. Uh, what about jo- who's Jordan Mack? Who? Jordan yeah. Mack, Maryland, 6'3", yeah. 240, 22 My years old. Let you know what I think. I'm I've like, never heard of him. Yeah. David Reese, never heard of him. I don't, I don't mean he can't be good. Well, who, who are left a free agents linebacker? Oh, Andre Smith. Andre Smith, I feel like he's played for us before in the past. Yeah. Uh, I'm trying to look at a list of free agent linebackers that are left, and I don't know how recent this list is because it doesn't give me a date on it, but it looks like top three I can see is uh, Joe Scobert. Kyle He's ben already Lane, been signed. He's been signed. That's, that's what I thought. I thought he got signed by the, uh, the yeah. Browns. So this list may be old, but I, I don't know why I can't find an updated list of free agents. But for some reason, uh, I mean, that's, you know that's what I wanted to begin with. I want to know if that suggests that we're going to – what does that suggest about our defensive scheme? Right? Um and that is, is that, are we going to run? It does look like Joe Dirt, dude. What the hell? <laughs> Yo, who is that Let me dude? Get a picture I've so never heard of this guy up. in my life. Now I got to see it. What was his name? I'm putting it. Jason oh, yeah. Barrett. Dude, it's actually hilarious. Like, uh, I'm, I got I'm, it. I'm pulling up. You guys I'm talk a fan while of I pull it up. <laughs> I'm a fan of his already. Yeah, just because he looks that What's his last his. name um, again? Say, say What's his again? last name? Oh, there it is. Ferris. Let's see, Ferris, Carolina Panthers. I mean, man, look, here's the God oh, wow. honest truth. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know, Terrell Whitehead's going to have to step up. Shaq Thompson 
And really, a lot of it comes down to how much do you believe in uh, Jermaine Carter and Andre Smith? Um, another thing to consider is uh, I saw it uh, put somewhere that they're thinking about uh, using Christian Miller as more of a Sam linebacker type instead of a rushing off the edge style linebacker. And, um, you know, I feel that could be a benefit for him as well. We haven't seen him do that quite as much, but we really don't have a lot of name depth. I mean, Tareer Whitehead, Shaq Thompson, Andre Smith, Brian Burns, but a few of those guys. The other guy, the Jermaine Carter. It's going to be Jermaine Carter. It's going to be um, – It's it goes Shaq, then it goes Whitehead, then it goes Jermaine Carter. And then after that, we really are all unproven guys, right? Pretty much. Yeah, is there's he, no real names. Ferris is 6'2", 220. Uh, I'm trying to see if I can pull the stats anywhere. See if he, who, who, who did he play for? This it was uh, This picture is, like, unbelievable, dude. Montana Western was who he played for. <laughs> What is that? 19. I have no idea. Somebody in West Montana, I assume, but I don't know anything about yeah. it. Let me see if I got it. Let me see, folks. This is for your viewing. I had to pick this up on a fly. He is a surprise. <laughs> I can do it if you want to. I got let it. me talk for a minute. Yeah, you talk. Oh. <laughs> Deerte. Joe Deerte. This guy oh, is special, it. man. Is that there, Joe Deerte? Put it up one more time. There it is. I got him up. I got him up. I got him up there. Yeah. Uh, this guy's <clears throat> special. Holy mow. Um, Okay. So linebacker, the thing is, is that we're also could be very well in a 3-4. And while that implies you need to be strong at linebacker, you actually only need two good ones. Mm, why though? If you're if you're because, emphasizing the linebacker position, having more linebackers than defense. Because they're really defensive be- ends that you call linebackers. Right, is so they're you know they're playing hand up, they're dropping back a little bit, but that's what you could be doing with a Brian Burns and a um, Gross Yeah, where no, have even, any of you seen the clips of Brian Burns like working out, oh, dropping back into coverage? Yeah, no. where he one handed intercepted it or caught it or something. Dude, homeboy's got some got some fluid hips. Let me tell you, man, I mean, he can turn and get out. And I, mean, I remember him doing that at the combine too. I mean, the dude is agile. Uh, I mean, that we're really hoping that agility plays a big part of our defense this year. And I think that's kind of the trend, right? If you look at what Matt Rule and and Marty Herney drafted in the draft, it's a lot of athletic football players. They're fast. They're big. They're strong. You know, the, it's that positionless kind of player that it seems like Matt Rule is trying to covet. So. I don't doubt it that they want players to be able to uh, be able to do a bunch of different things. Someone in the chat room earlier mentioned uh, Justin Burris might be able to drop down to a linebacker position too. So uh, everyone's gonna kind of have to step up in their role after you lose someone like Luke. The highest rank available linebacker right now in free agency is Nigel Bradham, according to NFL Trade Rumors, who played with Philadelphia. He's 30 years old. After that, there is nobody in the top 50. Let's go on to the 50 through 100. Let's see. Linebacker Alec Ogletree. Still, he's a little old, though, isn't he? 
Only it says twenty eight. That surprises me. I feel like he's older than that. He's been very good for the Giants. Yeah. Um linebackers. Linebackers are pretty thin, man. Mm-hmm. Right now. That's it. Those are all the linebackers. Now, the yeah. other question was what would be the defensive add to the squad <laughs> that would help you the best? Right? I mean, I and obviously it's Jadavid Clowney, but that's not going to happen. Um, when it comes to just any position, it what is Eric Reed still a free agent? <laughs> Look at that. I believe so. No, I know we're not, but it's just, um, you know, I think the, the names that a lot of people like are Logan Ryan. He played cornerback for Tennessee. He's 29. Everson Griffin. You can't. Well, we already got another guy that we're rolling with that we think has been stuck behind Ever, Everson Griffin. He's 32. He plays edge. Josh Gordon's out there. <laughs> That's offense. Other than Different that, regime. let's see. Are there any other cornerbacks? Traymond Williams, 37 years old for Green Bay. We don't need none of that. Tremaine Brock, don't know who he is. Uh. This can't be right. Is Ezekiel Ansa a free agent? This list cannot be uh, right. Yeah, that's what I'm, saying. I'm having a hard time finding an update. It says like, July 4th, 2020. Hmm. Yeah, but 2020, we're in the halfway through 2020. But it said July 4th is the post. Oh, it's a, the I thought you said live 2020. Yeah. Okay, yeah. July 4th. Oh, maybe then. This is April 3rd, oh, 2020. Oh, Travis Armstrong brings up a good point. I like this. Is I've been meaning to talk about this. Um, Njoku for the uh, Cleveland Browns has requested a trade. Ooh, he has be been a very effective tight end throughout his career. Yeah. Uh, he's still only in his going into his third season, I believe, and he has requested. What's the a, reason? Yeah, I was gonna say, why would he request a trade? Is it because of Brait? Wasn't it Brait that went up there? Yeah, but I don't think I, th- I think he could outplay Brait. To be truly honest with you, he was well, they traded for him, though. I think. It, yeah. it almost well, they, you got to wonder what Stefanski's offense wants to look like, you know. They gave him How a very good contract. Chris Manhurst is still a player on our football team. He's a good multi-tool player, man. Yeah, but dude, is isn't Thomas ever going to get his opportunity? Like that's what I'm Yes, yes, yes. I mean, he's got to have it this year. He's our starting tight end. We don't have anybody else, mean, do we? I, I just am I like I, I don't know. Is Austin it seems Hooper like, Sorry, no. Hooper I'm went to sure. Cleveland. That's who it okay. was, right? That Hooper might be. That might be why he. Oh won. yeah, the I Atlanta guy that got that the big trap. Yeah, okay. um, we could use a but young player like in Joker. How much does another tight end help this football team right now? Realistically, a lot. Well, how, how, think, how big did Greg Olson? How big was he when he was here? If you can get a star tight end, how big was he? Yeah, what but he was also the best offices. receiving threat too. Yeah, we didn't have we didn't yeah, have a now, Christian McCaffrey in the backfield. We didn't have an actual. But man, with uh, look at all the teams that were good this year, they had fantastic tight ends. One of the I best mean, Panthers offenses was Jeremy Shockey and Greg Olson together. Greg Olson, yep, yeah. And I think if you don't have any end. size at wide receiver, you got to have um, some ability at tight end. And here's the other thing, too, is that even if we don't – we don't even need a star tight end. Is What happens if Ian Thomas doesn't – he just gets hurt? 
What do you do? Well, let me ask you, what's a level you want out of your tight end position? Like, what what satisfies you? Would 750 yards? Oh, hell yeah. Down, hell yeah. And, 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 and we know, want, I would be happy yards. that with damn Robbie Anderson got 750 yards and five touchdowns. Yeah. Huh? I don't know. I just don't, I'd be disappointed if we weren't giving up draft or trade capital at this point. To uh, I mean, listen, it would, it, I would love to have a player like Ninjoku for long term, but that's another thing you have to consider. If you give Ninjoku a fourth, probably, a fourth. Come on, what's a fourth really matter? I would. Yeah, but is he going to go for a fourth? Like now, so remember, he's the one demanding to trade. It's not the Browns. So it, that means the Browns pretty much all they have to do is sit back and you know uh, inflate the offer for as much as possible. But if you don't, don't if don't you don't want him to really be a huge part of the system, and then he's becoming a problem, right? Yeah. Tyler Lovato says if he has a one year one year left on his rookie, he'd give up a six. He has two years, so he'd give up a fifth. I feel like he was a first round pick, man. He uh, was. Well, yeah, he was, a, he was a first-round pick. That was one of those years where they, uh, the Browns had three first-round picks. I think it was their final pick, I think. Mm. Okay. I mean, he is a badass, man. There's, there's yeah. no doubt about that. He's very good. What was the last part yeah. of um, of Mike's question? I felt like there were three ports. We did. T- uh, we did. We should have uh, written him down like he was so prepared. Yeah, like we should have written him down. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we well, did. I know one um, thing, man. Tyler did... Lovato has a has an answer to uh, to Mr. Mike's rap battle. Right. Yeah, yeah, the our our, our previous champion uh, deserves to defend his throne. All right. Well, let's keep going through Here. with the calls. Numbers two five two 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 eight fifty ninety eight. Hey, what's up? This is Kevin from Charleston, South Carolina. What's up, Kevin? Me and my friend were talking. We are talking about the Star Wars trilogy from Disney. And we are also talking yep. about Kelvin Mendes. It's the off-season. And we were thinking out loud to each other, what was a bigger disappointment? They both were around for around the same time. I said the Star Wars trilogy. He said Kelvin Benjamin. What's your guy's thought? Oh, Kelvin Benjamin. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, yeah, man. Kelvin Dude, Benjamin, Kel- yep. There were at I least mean, some high points to the Star to the Disney Star Wars trilogy. Uh, yeah, is that one, two, show. and three? Is that like the one, two, and three Jar Jar? Binks? No, that, I think I think he's talking about seven, eight, and nine, the ones that just recently came out. That's the Disney Star Wars trilogy. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. And yeah, the newest ones, Rise of Skywalker, and uh, what was I can't remember all the names. Where it looks like uh, Peel from Key and Peel, or one of those looks like one of the main guys in one, <laughs> like uh, the black guy that's no. In. Let's just assume that he's talking about the. Uh, the the prequels because Kelvin Benjamin is that that irrelevant at this point in time. And how about this man? Kelvin Benjamin was a curse to the Carolina Panthers, and we just now got done with that curse. Not remember even in the, the NFL, arm, the I bet. It's even in the, the NFL. Arm, remember that the arm, the shoulder injury from Cam Newton came because Kelvin Benjamin was too lazy to go get a football in the end zone. Didn't do anything when the corner took it all the way to the house. Cam Newton had to run him down, make the tackle, and that's when he hurt his shoulder. And that's what has produced the past three or four years of disappointment for the Panthers. What did you so, think about Jordan Rodriguez firing <laughs> shots as she leaves North Carolina? Respect, man. No, respect no, to Jordan. It was so easy. Respect. So easy. What did she do? 
Not, how, how many other people are qualified to say that as as she is? I am. Did she say? Did she say that about Kelvin? No. Yes. No, not about yes. Kelvin. Yes. Yes. She, she did. She went. So it went down the list. And oh, yeah, it said, yeah. It said um, that it's easy to say that Cam Newton has had injury injury problems, but if you've been here. And you've seen that they haven't given them shit for an offensive line. She started talking about the Panthers like we talk about the Panthers. Oh, Why? Yeah. Because her ass left North Carolina and isn't covering the team anymore. But then she went on this like whole defend Cam, defend Cam all over, calling Kelvin Benjamin out for getting hurt, like being the reason that this all has basically the same crap us Panther fans and all Panther fans have been saying for years. And then there were yeah. some people that have been holding on to some hate for Jordan, and I like Jordan. You know, she's a yeah, she's a young writer trying to make her. Uh, you know, has been making her way in Carolina's important part of her career. But people are like, this coming from the lady that made that had him on CNN <laughs> talking about routes. I mean, look, man, if you judge if you judge her by her work and what she did when yeah, she was she's with very the Observer, it, yeah, she was she was fine. She wrote poignant articles i mean she was well sourced and yeah people are mad because of the whole rounds bullshit man it's like dude i'm so past that it's like whatever man i am just trying to i'm trying to figure out if her coming out with that thread is what how she truly felt the whole time because she wasn't here for a lot of it that's the other thing is she just heard panther fans whining about byron bell Michael or she won't hear for any of those years. We watched she got here at Matt Khalil time. Right? And it had been a long time before that that the line was shitty, right? So I'm just trying to figure out is she saying what she truly believed or is this her farewell to Panther fans and she's just like catering to what we all like to hear. Maybe a little of both. I don't think she has anything to cater to. I mean, yeah. honestly, if she's going to L.A., she's going to a bigger market. But you want to bring those. You want to keep all those followers with you. You want to keep those ties. No, she's going to – going over to uh, to L.A., she's going to probably triple her followers. No, they won't. They don't income. even have fans for the Rams, dude. No, no. But you got to think. There are still – they still have St. Louis fans that were fans of them when they were in St. Louis that are still going to be diehard fans of the team even though they left. And then L.A. is going to adopt them as the team because they're the only ones that have had success in the uh, over there. I mean, the Chargers had one good year, but the Rams have had decent years since they've been there. I tell you, this is year. about to make us. F- All right. Hold on. Let's see. You're about to feel crazy here or someone. One of us is. So what? how many Twitter fan followers do the Panthers have? Let's see. No idea. Let me find you, Carolina Panthers. Did um the did Carolina Panthers? Oh my! Uh, that, no, Sorry. that's not the right person. I was like, gosh, that cannot be right. At Panthers, go did ahead. Joey, did Joey say that he the blind Panther? They have three million followers. The Panthers have three million followers. The Los Angeles Rams. Is this the right account? The official account of the Los Angeles Rams. Oh, Rams in Espanol? No. At Rams NFL. Tell me if that's the real account. 
No, that is the real account with 907,000. They have 907,000 followers on Twitter. How is that even possible? They have like 20 million people in LA. Hmm. That is kind of odd. Yeah. We just have a well, better fan base. But that's be embarrassing, dude. Dude. The I mean, dude. Panthers. No, they're not. I don't even want to hear that. Say. They should be able to get a million followers in a weekend if you're in LA. Like your first yeah. weekend. The Panthers, people to don't. be fair, the Panthers have always dominated Twitter. Period. Like the yeah, Panthers social media. Twitter. That is true. That's why we always are usually in We're always winning the Walter voting, Peyton yeah. Manning of the Year competitions. Mm-hmm. We're always winning any of those brackets about what's the best, you know, play. And if it's a Panthers play, it always ends up getting at least close to the finals. There are going to be some teams that are well above us that have a much larger legacy than our team does. But uh, why is it I so mean, hard to find the official pages of these teams? You also got to think of it too. It's also just Twitter. Yeah. Although we we do a lot of a lot of stuff on Twitter. Like I was talking with my nieces and nephews who once eighteen and sixteen this weekend, and they were like Twitter. They were like, "Who uses Twitter anymore?" And I was like, "Well, okay." The Falcons so, have two point three yeah. million followers. Let's pick another team. You want to try the Bears? Pick a team. Go to oh. the Chiefs. Oh, yeah, what about this? Is do you think the Buccaneers have more than the Rams? Mm. Yeah, I yes. do. What? That is insanity. No, like, I think they do, and I think they had an influx of followers. No, they only have eight hundred and forty-nine thousand followers. The Panthers' oh, that's Twitter insane. is pretty dang good. Let's see I what told, I mean, yeah, the Giants are. How about this? Another big market. What is it? Let's see. Um, do or Dallas? Big market. Yeah. All right, New York Giants on Twitter have 1.8 million followers that's it gosh maybe we have a better fan base than we give ourselves credit for we have a better social media fan base for sure yeah yeah without without question like outside of that games you're not seeing a better fan base right that's why the the whole cam the eagles have 3.4 million followers okay that's not too much more than us what about dallas Oh, I bet you theirs is crazy. I bet you theirs is like five million. It's my guess. Dallas Cowboys. I'm interested in the Seahawks. Y'all can help. Yeah, I am. <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> I'm sitting here typing as fast. Yeah. As oh man, the Cowboys only have three point nine million. I mean, that's still more than us, but it is. Seahawks have two point four. How many do you um, think? I uh, uh, without looking it up. How many do you think the Patriots have? Ooh, four million. Mm-hmm. Maybe. Hey, Joey the Blind Panther says, "What do the Panthers and the Rams have in common? They both ate a big L in the Super Bowl. The Panthers didn't eat as nearly as big of L as the Rams did. We scored more than three points at least. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's that's not even True close that. compared. True that. The Patriots do have four point five million. Ooh, four four point five. Million. That's a hefty. I would say. Is there anyone more than that? If you're the L.A. Rams, I feel like you should hire us, and we could get your Twitter account like doubled, bro. For sure. I mean, that's pathetic. That shows you how irrelevant they are in L.A., and that's why I'm saying. uh, What were we talking about? Oh, so she's not going to have more followers. No, but overall, I'm I'm not. 
listen, uh, Cam Newton was in the news, and he had just gone to the Patriots, and you know Cam Newton has a ton of detractors. People are going to throw out his completion percentage and all this other bullshit that we hear about Cam Newton. But I feel like, to Jordan's credit, she's heard a lot of the gripes from the fan base and then got to see it herself. And then got to, you know, see that, oh, well, there is some point behind this. Cam Newton does have traditionally a bad offensive line. Cam Newton is having to throw to a bunch of, you know, third stringers in the playoffs in New Orleans. I mean, there's a, a ton of that. And like I said, no one's more, um, no one has the, the credentials like Jordan to be able to make that kind of statement after she followed the team for so long. To um, the Kansas City Chiefs have 1.5 million followers. I'm proud of the yep. Carolinas representing Panther Nation. Um, the Steelers and, have more. They have 3.5. And we 3. all 4. know, Sarah, that the Pats, um, 1 million of those have to be Russian bots. <laughs> <laughs> Good chance. I promise you. I promise you. That's all right. funny right there. 252-228-5098. Next call. What's up, C3? It's Run DMC Lovato. Oh, shit. I don't know if I'm going to have enough time, so let's get it started. Bat Daddy, I'm sorry to say, but Star Wars is gay, just like your Barney made out of clay. He sent oh, my gosh. <laughs> Once he pulled out a bat, you called the cops because you're a glass jaw rat. Cody Lashney has a beard so he can hide his acne. Twitter wars all day. <laughs> <laughs> Cam Newton isn't the GOAT, it's Steve Smith. Remember when he was rowing the boat? Please don't lose your temper. I know you don't remember, because back then you weren't a fan. Also, Cody, oh. I smashed your girl, Caroline Cam. All day. Poor family's crying, saying, I don't know how I'm going to pay. He says, I don't care, because life ain't fair. And don't you dare be late, or you're going to hate what happens next when I garnish your checks. Oh, I'm taking the right. class I like to it. take a seat. Open your books and take out a sheet. I'm giving you detention. Meet me after class because you can't unmute your mic to save your own ass. Oh. <laughs> because your hair looks like an aging weave. But all jokes aside, I love the dream. And I hope I didn't hurt anyone's self-esteem. I suck C3. Wow! But, uh, did I escape that <laughs> unscathed? Did he say my hair looked like a weave? Hold on. <laughs> I hope that's what he said. Because then well, I'm. Sub Hold on. Self-esteem. Hold on. And I hope I didn't hurt any aging weave. Every Alano you've had to leave. Oh. Because your hair looks like an aging weave. <laughs> Joey Riolano. He brought in Joe. Good for him. <laughs> what are they? We got that was a roast rap. Did yeah, he say anything roast. about me? No. You yeah, you were the one, got, yeah, I said you were the one garnishing people's checks. Oh, that was good stuff. Yeah, Dude, bro. I lost it with my man saying "Smash Carol again." <laughs> <laughs> well done, Smash Tyler. Super well done. Oh, next oh. call. The number is two five two 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 eight fifty ninety eight. Hi guys, Rich in the UK. What's All up, right. Rich? Enough opinion pieces. Um. So I thought I'd, uh, I'd do some work for you today. So <clears throat> I looked through a few of the new guys. There you go. This is something to talk about. Um, I've got it there. I'm in my garden with a sheet of paper. Omar Bayless, 
uh, is a UDFA we picked up out of Arkansas State, and he's their all-time leading receiver. So look for him in pre-season, if there is one, or at the start of the season to make the roster. Uh, Justin Burris, six foot two ten. Mm-hmm. This um, is going to be important. Nine point four PFF grade, which is uh, way above. I looked at Eric Reed. Eric Reed was down at forty five point six last year PFF grade. But I, I know it's not the be all and end all, but it gives you some idea. Eric was great tackling last year, and I love the guy. And I'm kind of glad that all his stuff's coming to fruition. But um, in coverage, mm. he was a disaster. So yeah, Burris, true. He was a fourth-round pick by the Jets out of NC State. TJ Green, that's another name to remember. We picked him up late um, last year. He was, uh, I'm sure Cody knows who he is. He was out of Clemson, a second-rounder, but bounced around. But um, he was in Indianapolis, yeah. and they moved into corner. So TJ Green, 6'3", 215. Watch for him being tested at corner at some point. He's done it before, and he's done it in the NFL um, with Indianapolis. Could be quite interesting. Um, Seth Roberts. UDFA was picked up um, 6'2", 195. He had a 63.5 grade at Baltimore, um, which isn't too bad. So, uh, yeah, so there's your slightly bigger receiver. Could well make it. Um, I'm just having a look through here. Other guys. So here, Whitehead, 108 tackles last year, 55.2 PFF grade. That's not that great. Um, had a lot of tackles. He's always had a lot of tackles, but he's 30 years old. Um more interesting on the offensive line. So we've got the two guys that we kind of miss out on, the guards. Michael Schofield, John Miller. Um, Michael Schofield had a grade last year, 63.6, which was basically the same as Trey Turner. And that was Greg a Bumble. breakout season. So, <laughs> there's barely any downgrade or anything there, so he'll be okay. John Miller had a slightly lower grade at 58.6 in Cincinnati, but Cincinnati was a disaster. He was a previous third rounder. He's 63315. Um, and Stephen Wesley only had a 50.2 grade last year, 18 tackles, four sacks. So not brilliant, but he's a big lad. Um, and finally, I've got 15 seconds. I tell you what, my right Kenny Robinson, six two two hundred. He was off this round pick, could be good. No, my new man crush, uh, Bravion Roy, six one, three hundred and thirty pounds. Baylor defensive tackle yeah. took in the seventh round. That's the uh, that's the new Carl love for me. Oh yeah. Anyway, guys, enjoy. Way to go! Thank you, Rich, for doing your homework. Like the yeah, he mentioned a lot of good, a lot of good super talent that uh, could pop up. We brought Justin Burris in to contribute, like we brought him to be a starter, right? In, in into this system, you've got. I, I think that you are saying this. Where is, do you think? Because I keep on hearing Justin Burris, but like we we, we drafted uh, Chin, uh, and now we have Eli Apple. Now we have Dante Jackson. Like, uh, I think they're going to try to play Chin at a more kind of versatile, potentially, in a linebacker, safe, you know, safety corner type role, yeah. maybe. But I wonder, too, is just because we always feel like all draft picks should start. And maybe this, this team is going to be different where they just throw the kids into the fire and say they're going to have to learn the hard way. But they went and signed that guy, guy because, and he's not old. He's got experience. I wouldn't, I wouldn't be surprised if him and Trey Boston are starting in the in the backfield on day one. So can I also bring up this? I don't particularly know a lot about any of those. I mean, I know T.J. Green he went to Clemson, but the reason why all those names are more important now more than ever, one, we don't know what the official number is going to be of the amount of people that they're allowed to have on the roster because of all this corona 
shit going on, and the fact that we're probably not going to have much of a preseason. So the amount of time that you had to evaluate your young talent, you're not really going to have that anymore. So maybe you do have to depend on guys that are more journeymen, that have kind of been around the block, kind of bounced around, because they're, they're, they're ready to come in and play right now. They're not necessarily learning on, on the fly. Uh, they're not going to have the benefit of the preseason to go over those things. So I feel like that's why a lot of these dudes are more important than they ever have been, even though we don't know who the hell they are. Well, Justin Burris is Ron Rivera's wet dream. Yeah. Justin Burris, <laughs> though, yeah. is Justin Burris is only 26 years old. So he's only played for the Cleveland Browns and played very little. Uh, he hasn't had a lot of experience in some ways, but he has had NFL experience. I think the name on the list that we're all hoping is going to be the Mario Addison replacement is Stephen Weatherly. Yeah, but Weatherly's one of those guys too, where he's just never really done it in the Browns, has he? I mean, he, was, ag- he was in Minnesota, again, right? Again, is again, you're talking about a kid. He's 26 years old, so he's only been in the league for two years, and he was behind, um, you know, some players that are all pro players, some Pro Bowl yeah, players. He was not going to dethrone regardless, even if he was a better player. They had staying power from their name. I mean, you the, you the only way you get in there at a in a role like that is when you're whatever defensive pick you are he was number um i don't know what he was overall he went to vanderbilt but his injury you know i mean we could say the same thing about shaq thompson right it's like why isn't that shaq thompson didn't play those years and he's just getting to it i think the good thing is that you guys you've had these guys in defensive in the nfl they've been playing at nfl speed for a little while so i expect burris and i expect steven weatherly to be contributors big contributors so if I say that Burris is the replacement for Reed, I say Weatherly is the replacement for Addison, and I think the name to be interested up there is Schofield, breakout candidate of the year, prison break Michael Schofield. No, um, Joe's. I think his name's Joe Schofield, but he could is what we're going to need is we got to fill the role that Van Roten left behind. Mm-hmm. And I'm not saying that he's guaranteed to be it, but these are some guys, you know, we need the next Greg Van Roten. We need the next, um, who was the guy that was really awesome that we all liked. And then he went to Jacksonville. So Andrew Norwell. Yeah. We need that player and we need our rookies to, to contribute. But I think it's a pipe dream to believe that gross Matos is going to be starter day one as well as Jeremy Chin. But a lot but it, is that based on just well their rookies is it's too much to assume that they would or is that based off of their talent and what they do? Because I could argue that right now I would take Gross Matos over uh Marquise Haynes. I would put him there over Christian Miller even though Christian Miller Whatever you've been you've been juggling Christian Miller's D-bag for for a year now. Shouldn't shouldn't that speak to what how much he likes Gross Matos? That's my point. He's bigger. He's a four three defensive end. And that's what we're doing. He's better suited. I don't for, think we are. For, for what we're, I think we're, we're going we're to a three four. I think we're staying in three four. I don't think so. They've already said so that they're not. They've they already said that they're going. They did say they're going four three. Yeah, they said yeah, they said they were going four three. All right. 
Yeah, maybe I mean, I, I, I don't know. Maybe stuff. not everyone. Maybe not every player that we drafted. But I, I mean, you know, uh, a lot of our young players are going to have to play meaningful snaps. I'm not convinced that Weatherly is going to be a more entrenched starter this year than who was round Gross two Matos. again? Who was Matos? He was our round two pick, so we went. Yeah, and then okay. we uh, moved up for uh, Jeremy Chin. Okay. Can, can, I, can I ask, what what would prevent a team? I mean, if you can train a team to, to the same players to be in a 3-4 and you can train players to be in a 4-3 and you have players that can play both positions, what would stop a team from switching that up mid-game? Well, like, I'll tell you what. Run two plays in a 3-4 and then run two plays in a 4-3. Like, I just don't understand why. I'll, tell you, what, what I'll tell you why. Is the Panthers tried to do that for the last two years and it's been a complete shit show. They did it in yeah, 2018. Yeah, three, four, we we went to the 3-4 last year. We went to a 3-4 last year. But that the year before, we were trying to mix it up, and we were just awful. We, yeah, so we, think, we had a shitty 3-4 defense. A bigger, it's a bigger playbook, right? You know, so if, you, yeah. if you're putting – if you can have your players focus on a certain set of plays, right, they can actually perfect the techniques they need for that play. They can focus on the nuances they need to worry about. You start adding different formations and everything into that, yeah, you might get some people that can handle that. But when you're talking about a 53-man roster, you're not going to have everybody be able to do the those things. Obviously, I know not everybody's defense, but like you're going to have issues with that. And so you can you've got to basically do what whatever. I mean, no, no team's done that. No team has successfully did a hybrid type defense. It's always been one either your four three. You're three four or something like that. So, okay. a lot of teams play nickel, and you know, I'm I'm not, I'm not really bought down on the three four four three debate like we have been in years past. Yeah, because I honestly do think that we have a good assortment of players that can do both. I mean, if you look at Brian Burns, Christian Miller, Marcus Hands, we can run that traditional three four, but now we also have guys like Gross Matos and Bravion Roy. Uh, and now uh, Derek Brown, I mean, you can form a really formidable defensive line. It is going to give you the opportunity to be multiple and and what you're able to do. So I think we have a versatile roster, just not very proven. All right, let's let's go to the next call. All right, all right. Did we have we answer? Oh, we did. We went through Burris. No, we went through Burris Schofield. The other guys, we just don't really know. How they're gonna fit yeah. when it comes to receiver, tight end, corner? Um, you hope somebody kind of starts to show out because we really could use some help at corner. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. Is that that's a that's a question mark? I just wonder if we've got the three linebackers to run a three four, or are we gonna be in a three four but always be in the nickel? Mm. You know, or are you going to call it a 3-4, but it's going to be Christian Miller that's one of the linebackers. But yeah. I thought you said with a 3-4, we only I meant 4-3. I kept saying 4-3. Sorry, I meant 4-3. Well, why would you need better linebackers in a 4-3 than you would in a 3-4? If you're going to have four linebackers out there, I guess, like you said, two of them are de- basically defensive ends. Okay, I guess yeah. that makes sense. And just, I just feel to- like you would need stronger in a 4-3. It seems well, it seems your, like your, that, but could, but you shouldn't me. even call. It should really be a 3-2-2-3. Two, two, Three is what it really should be because calling calling Christian Miller a linebacker or Mario Addison a linebacker that's why they have that stupid title now edge 
right? Because they're not really an end, but they're a pass rusher. But they're not like a Charles Johnson pass rusher. They're like a Brian Burns pass rusher, maybe? I mean, I also remember we have, um, for corner, we have Troy Pride, uh, who was drafted as well. So it's that, you know, we have a lot of depth. Uh, like I'm saying, you just don't know a lot about Horn Elder is still on the roster. No well, one feels it wouldn't it be nice if Dante Jackson came had to turn around. We need Dante well, Jackson I, to kind get of what we're hoping for, his we're ass assuming. together and KK to get healthy. That's what we need. Everybody yeah. likes yeah, Gross like to... Toes. Who? Gross Toes. Oh, Gross Matos. Gro- Sorry. I mean, gross matos. Yeah. Gross toes. <laughs> gross toes. Dude, your toes are gross. They stink. All right. Dude, uh, next call. Nasty. Hey, Kyle again. Uh, oh, wait. I, I, hold on. Maybe. There we go. Hey, guys. Kyle from VA. Cover me for a second. So, Kyle. The whole Cam Newton thing real quick. Um, and for all the Panthers fans are saying that you're not a real Panthers fan if you want Cam Newton to succeed on another team. Shut the fuck up. Yeah, that's right. Like, that, 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 that narrative is so fucking stupid. Like, we understand that you never liked him and you hated him for whatever reason. Mm-hmm. I don't know how you could if you were a real Panthers fan. Like, this dude did the most out of any player in our franchise history for this team. And for the area, it's not even close. Like, Cam was more than just a, a football player to the Carolina, to Charlotte. Like, he, dude, look at all the charities he did. Look at all the... the all, at, at, at holidays, he would go out and tell him, Kyle, and, and all this other stuff. He had a fucking show on Nickelodeon. I mean, come on. And you want to sit there and tell me I can't cheer for him when I don't think I don't think we're gonna do much this year. I really don't. I mean, I'm excited to watch his young defense and see how they work, see how the new coaches work, and see if Teddy Bridgewater can be a good quarterback with the weapons we have on offense. But. At the same time, when I sit there and think about that, it kind of pisses me off that we didn't give Cam Newton a shot. How do you not give Cam Newton a shot? We finally have weapons that receiver. And we have a Joe Brady as, a, as an offensive coordinator. Like, how the fuck do you give up on Cam now? That makes no sense to me. None whatsoever. At all. Mm-hmm. So, to, to all the, the, the people that say that you're not a Panthers fan for Chandler Cam, I the fuck up. I I felt like the Panthers should have been lucky that that Cam Newton even wanted to come back after all the shit he's been through. Never threw his team, his coaches, his teammates under the bus. Not one time. They should be lucky that Cam Newton even wants to stay here. So the Panthers need to be humble a little bit. You know what I'm saying? And for those fans, man, just just ice the fuck up. All right, guys, I'm out. Appreciate you, Kyle. I man, I, I, I'm I'm the same way, man. It feels like uh, there was a lot of oh, Teddy Bridgewater is the quarterback now. Be a fan or quit bitching about Cam. Whatever, dude. Cam Newton has been the Panthers the past ten years, man. You can't just switch up in an instant and not expect fans to not be in their emotions, man. It's it is what it is. Yeah, you can't tell us to not be upset at the way Cam Newton was dealt with and treated. I mean, that goes without saying. Yep. Um, all right, let's go, on. let's go in with the next call. I think it's more from Kyle. Hey, Kyle again. Uh, I, I just forgot one thing 
if y'all didn't see what our new quarterback is up to on Twitter, y'all got to go check it out. So, dude, uh, Freeze on Twitter, I guess he got under the old Teddy Bridgewater skin just a little bit. And yeah, he did. Like, our quarterback <laughs> is out here arguing with just an average Joe Frank, uh, fan. And he's out here saying, my nuts hang low. I don't hear none of this shit. Like, what the fuck are you doing, Teddy? I mean, I understand mm, yeah. the disrespect that you might have received, but, ah, man, you got to let that shit blow up. You know how much disrespect all NFL players get from fans? The best thing to do is not come. So if y'all haven't seen that, y'all got to go look at that whole thing. That shit was so funny. Trey Boston is involved in it. And, I mean, that shit was just crazy. That, it was so fucking funny. Y'all got to go. What did Trey Boston you know, have that, to do with it? Put that out there. Like, I didn't know about Trey Boston component. Yeah, Trey Boston tweeted something too. And pretty much, I guess it was, I don't know, I don't remember the whole thing. It seemed to me like he was trying to defend Teddy Bridgewater and kind of like have his back a little bit. But I don't know, man. Dude, a, a few uh, AO Freeze on Twitter. That's my homeboy, man. Dude, he got under some real. Uh, he he got under Teddy's skin bad, mm. bad, 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 dude. Mm. Kudos to him, man, dude. Sometimes you need someone to play that heel, man. And, and and listen, it makes it more interesting. Like Teddy Bridgewater, we don't really know much about his personality. He kind of seems to himself, and he's not a real night and day from Cam Newton. Let's I think it's that. just his smile. He has such a big smile. It kind of makes you hard to think of him as like. Tough guy. He almost looks like the Grinch a little when he smiles. I don't know, man. Cam had a pretty big smile, and I thought of him as pretty tough. Yeah, yeah. me too. You know. All right. I don't know. It's something. Maybe it's the fact that his name's Teddy. That that might be part. <laughs> Teddy is kind of a well. I don't want just my other name, but Teddy does sound sound soft. But I'm sure his name's probably Theodore. I would go by Teddy if my name was Theodore too. Theodoro is what I would go by. Yeah, I think Theodore's bitching. I like yeah. that name. Yeah. You're a chipmunk. Uh, yeah, here, here's the thing: <laughs> is that um, it's going to be tough if the Panthers are bad. How you know, might as well go ahead and make it private now. If he's good, he's going to be the toast of the town, though, and I'll, and he'll have this huge mob of supporters who are anti Cam haters or who are mm-hmm. Cam haters who will all of a sudden take on the mantra that all those idiots took on with Kyle Allen, that they took on with Derek Anderson. And I hope he is good, man. I, you know, is that again, as Cody said this, we've said this since we signed him and parted ways with Cam. It's a tough position. Is our, we can think positively about Teddy Bridgewater and be support, you know, be fans of Cam. Um, yeah. Next call. What's going on, C3 Nation? This is Jay Anderson hitting y'all up. What's up, Jay? Forgot to hit up, y'all Jay? up last week, but it's all good. Um, Happy about Cam, you know. Hate to go back to it, but happy about Cam, you know, on the New England Patriots. You know, happy on happy on the team, even though it's a bogus even though it's a bogus contract. But I blame that on Carolina for mm-hmm. cutting him late. But anyway, I see all them. You know, I, I see all these analysts now changing their minds. You know. Mm-hmm. Like it's crazy. Like when he's with Carolina, they ain't no contenders. But 
when they were talking about him going to Chicago or Los Angeles, and now he with the Pats. Oh, now these teams are contenders with him. Mm. I find that crazy. Anyway, man, and I also find it crazy that these couple of these narratives still sticking around. Like, I mean, some guy named Ted Johnson from New England. Oh, steroid, steroid neck Ted Johnson. Talking about Cam never had no comeback victories or no clutch moments uh, till 2015. You can tell by these analysts, they don't watch the, they don't watch games. Exactly. They, or they only watch their games. They only watch their looking games. Looking at highlights and stats. Yeah. They don't watch games. That's they right. don't know the, they don't watch Carolina Panthers games. Yep. It's crazy. Good night. Good night with that Philly game. Um, you know, is that that's why I think everybody's happy that, or I think, uh, you know, is that yes, we want to be upset that Cam is with the Patriots. We also want to be upset that Cam is no longer a Carolina Panther. But we're also secretly, or at least I'm secretly happy, he's not with somebody that's going to just suck, right? Is that now we get to see if putting Cam in a scenario um, with a good coach and staff. Now I don't know if they have the amount of talent that we're used to accustomed to, but this is a good place for Cam to have a you know a, you know a comeback type story of his career. Um, now let's bring this up as he mentioned that a lot of the analysts you know they now he's with new england they are excited about him but there's a lot of people in new england that said that he would never be a patriot there's a lot of uh, i mean a ton of news and people that follow them on the radio there was one lady i brought it up last week that she says man we're not going to bring they're not going to bring Cam in not because they're worried about his health but because of character concerns. And there's this narrative now CK you sent us a story you linked the story on Twitter today or yesterday. Yep. Tell us a little bit about what's what some of the people in New England are talking about. Basically the same thing everybody else is talking about with Cam Newton which is um Cam Newton's outfit don't like don't think his play style matches with Bill Belichick, his personality, all of the things that you heard from Cam Newton, why he's not going to be successful in the NFL, all that stuff. And uh, the article was basically talking about how there's a, a clear racial bias in Boston with regard to Cam Newton as well, because everyone loved Gronk. Everyone loved Gronk there. And Gronk had this very party boy type of mentality. He 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 made sure he he uh, taunted his uh, his opponents when he did something good with the spike in the ball and all of that stuff. And then you know his his he was always celebrating. He was always having a good time. Nobody in New England said a thing about that, right? But the moment Cam Newton shows up, everybody wants to talk about how he's just not gonna he's not a lock for the starting job. Which, by the way, is a joke. If there's anybody in their right mind that believes that Cam Newton is not going to earn that starting job over top of Stidham, thank you, thank you're you, insane. Do you know who mm-hmm. just published an article insane. with the Athletic saying that it was not a lot? Ross Tucker. Now the Ross Tucker podcast is kind of fun to listen to. His just voice is is so cool and weird <laughs> at the same time. He sounds like he's got like a marshmallow in his mouth or something, but. He, Ross Tucker, said that he's not a lock and that he said, pump your brakes. 
he you got a, a shortened off season. You've got a second round Stidham pick that they're excited about or something like that or whatever he was. <laughs> I thought this was the dumbest thing ever. Is that of course like if Cam can't win that starting job, it's because his foot he's playing on one leg. I think even then he could win the starting job. Or yeah, something, yeah. You trying to tell me that Brian Hoyer is more prepared than Cam Newton because he's been in the system before? Hell no. Nah. Is that if you have to ch- to to ease him in, that's what my man's supposed to do, right? What's his name? The offensive Stidham. coordinator? McDaniels? Uh, McDaniels. You trying Josh to tell McDaniels. me that Josh McDaniels is going to – he's got – you got to really want to prove that you're the genius of the bunch to start Stidham over Cam Newton or Brian Hoyer right. over Cam Newton. And, you know, the thing is, too, learning a new system. Well, I get it's a new system, new coach, but realistically, like realistically – a lot of the things in most systems are are very vir- are virtually the same. There are basic plays that everybody runs. It's the verbiage. There are, certain, there are certain plays at different different plays. Like maybe Andy Reid's uh, play, playbook is slightly different, but it's also because he has different talent to go with it. You know, he's not going to run that same kind of playbook with different kind of talent. Everybody has a set base number of plays they run. Plus, Camden's already there throwing with the team. I mean, it doesn't take that. I don't feel like it would take that long if you've been playing football your entire life to learn. A handful of new plays or, or 25 new plays i wonder you know, if just if they got trevor lawrence next year if they would be uh, like you know what let's pump the brakes jason stidham he knows the system right <laughs> probably not but i mean dude this is it dude we're talking about if fans and fucking nuts man it's so stupid because it's like everyone knows this is coming from the group of people that have done nothing but shit on Cam Newton and parrot the stupid opinions of the Colin Cowherds of the world and and, and talk about the completion percentage numbers and, oh, he's too worried about his fashion. These are the same people, okay? And by the way, I've also heard it on many occasions that Boston is, like, one of the most secretly racist... Well, not really a secret... But there's a lot of people in Boston that uh, have some questionable views uh, about. Dude, there was a baseball player on the field. I think it was the Red Sox. They had a uh, a player on the. Uh, I think it was a right fielder. They were chanting the N word at him. Dude, this was like two years ago, man. Boston has a kind of a culture that's like you either do it our way or fuck off, and it's this tough guy kind of bullshit. And dude, Cam Newton. It's going to light that shit on fire. On fire. He's going to be the starter for the Patriots, and anyone who thinks otherwise is a dipshit. Dude, you know what I love doing right now? Is going back to posts from when we beat the Patriots, right? Um, Any of those seasons. But let's talk about the one that where Cam just went in there and just wrecked them, right? Um, And you see all these people just talking about how horrible, like, he's such a a sissy boy he dresses like a transvestite all this stuff you know stuff you'll see and then if you go look at their page right now guess who's so excited to have cam newton on their team oh he is a class act he's the best it is so crazy i almost just want to if it wouldn't look stalkerish i almost want to just sit there and tell them hey i just uh, saw this tweet you had two years ago where cam newton was uh uh oh my gosh the scum of the earth uh in your mind and he needs to just shut up and play football yeah, uh, yeah, and now I'm just I'm I'm trying to 
find out how you got from there to where you're at now on on Twitter. Uh, talk to me about that. You know, that's, that's just the mint. But it would it would look crazy if I did that. Uh, do it. That's what I say. <laughs> do it. I want you to do this. Is I'm going to send you guys something, and I'm going to put it up on the screen right now. I'll send it to y'all in the chat. Uh, but this tweet says, this how Cam Newton going to dress up like a post-game show. And, uh, uh, good God. Why did it go now? All right, I put it up on the screen if you guys got the YouTube mess on. Oh, God, that's funny. I'm waiting for They it. got him dressed up. I'm about to send it as an attachment or something. Let me see. <laughs> oh my yeah, I see. <laughs> my man's dressed up like a minute man. Uh, oh my god! That's awesome I would love right if there. Cam Newton did that just to troll people, though. Like, just oh show gosh, like I hope so too. And you know, he's put out some stuff. I'm gonna try to find it. I wish I, I should have really pulled it up. You know, Cam's been posting a lot recently. Oh, yeah, and mm-hmm. um, he has put up with the the most recent one was something. Let me see if I can play it. He said, "I'm tired of being humbled." He said, "I'm tired of being humbled." Oh yep, yep. Let's see media i see is it this one <laughs> such a great picture did you guys see the picture of cam arriving in boston yes yeah dude he looks like a fucking cyborg his yeah. legs are they're like redwood trees he, he would be worshipped as a god uh, 200 years ago. Like, yeah, dude, he's just a fucking <laughs> mountain of muscle, man. Matt Rule couldn't couldn't work with that though, man. You know, it's yeah, way, he couldn't deal with that kind of quarterback, I suppose. Yeah, it's crazy. Hey, sound the alarm. I can't find the, the somebody clips. who wants to focus so much on his physical physique or his physique rather than his uh, mental uh, c- capabilities. I don't want him on my team. Yeah, <laughs> not a good football player. He's not dedicated. Not dedicated enough. Leave it to me. Leave leave the physical fraternizing to me when it comes to Cam Newton. He did I'm say sorry, something. Your baby. He said uh, something to the effect of, "I'm tired of being humble." Yeah, he said he's tired of being humble. He says you pick that over me. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think Cam Newton might have seen the Teddy Bridgewater. Uh, I think so too. Twitter beef. And he was like, man, they got your ass. I would have loved to see Cam up, respond man. to that with just like a laughing emoji or something. Oh, or just, just the, the eyeballs. Oh, yeah. Yeah, the eyeballs. <laughs> All right. I think Dude, this man, is the I, last. I almost wonder if he's if he did that. I mean, I almost feel like Cam still has kind of like a because he knows that like the majority of Panthers fans are mad. I mean, we had um you had a a huge billboard put up to tell the Panthers organization to keep Cam in Carolina. Right, you had all of this stuff um, with regard to it, and so my my biggest thing is: does Cam almost feel protective over the the Panthers fans that are basically shitting on Teddy Bridgewater, talking about we should have kept Cam? And if wonder, I wonder if that's where his his anger came from when he said that. You know. <clears throat> all right, we got one more call. Probably so. The New England Patriots guys is the NFL version of the Los Angeles Lakers. And Cam Newton is a new Black Mamba. He's a new Kobe Bryant. Right? Ooh. This is Maurice from Andrew, North Carolina. What do y'all think about that? And check this out. OBJ 
to the New England Patriots next year. It would not surprise me one bit. But I think they'll get uh, Antonio Brown first. But let me comment on that real quick. I disagree they're not the Lakers of the NFL because you're thinking about the last 20 years, Lakers have always been a good team in, in their entire existence. I mean, they've always been a contender except for the last, like, four years for this one. Uh, but other than that, yeah, I can see that. You know, uh, Cam Newton is the Mamba of, with the Mamba mentality in New York – or New York, New England. Yeah. They I got the most rings in our era, right, uh, probably – since the Bulls are kind of a little bit, you know, they're the Bulls of our, I won't say our era, because I was there for the Bulls stuff, but I was a little young. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know. I'd like to see the Black Mama, but, you know, he came up in Los Angeles. Tough comparison. I think this is that what you get is you get him joining a story franchise now. You know, and the Patriots were not always that storied franchise. They have been in the last 20 years. Um, but now the Patriots are in the ranks of a team like a Green Bay, a Dallas, right, New England, San Francisco for being legendary squads. That's true, yeah. And yeah. Um, so if you think about that, too, when it comes to the NBA comparison, if you're going to say who is it, it's the Lakers, the Bulls, and the Celtics. You can't even say the Knicks because the Knicks have always stunk. Have the Knicks really ever been that good? They had a few years. Like Latrell yeah, pretty well. They must have been good in the seventies or something before we. Mm-hmm. I don't know. They had a couple good years in the nineties with Latrell Sprewell and uh, you know a few other guys. I can't remember the names right now. I think they actually made it to the finals one year, but I think it was just one year. Uh, what was but, I mean, the dude that? Dang, great goodness. What was the dude that Dolan kicked out? That it was. In oh, the news, like, it was. Um, it, the, uh, it wasn't. It Stevens. was like a like yeah. a famous Nick player. Yeah, and uh, then they uh they, they end up kicking him out, and the fans who were booing the uh, the security guards that were having to kick him out because of course they love this dude. He's like a famous Nick player. The chat room will probably have in a second. Yeah, I'm sure they probably will. But uh, Charles Oakley. Yeah, I mean, yeah Charles Oakley. Hmm. Yeah. Um. I don't know. It's uh, I'm not I'm not versed enough in basketball. I don't think to make uh, comparisons about the Lakers or who Cam. Well, Newton if anything, is, one cool kind of comparison is if Cam Newton is the Black Mamba, then Bill Belichick is Phil Jackson. He's the Zen Master. I'm down for that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. I, actually, um, that, that, that's that. a really good way to put it. Yeah, you're right. And think about it like that. So that's an even even better comparison to do right there. All right, uh, let's go. I, I do. We have one last subject to talk about before we start icing up picks. I think it's worthy to talk about the Patrick Mahomes contract. And yeah. what makes me think about it is, you know, I don't like people going, oh, well, I, I don't really get on the bandwagon. Well, you know, this is just more insulting to Cam. This is more insulting to Cam because I think the Patrick Mahomes contract is like kind of a white whale of contracts which i'd like the nfl maybe we will see more of these contracts that kind of mirror a baseball contract it feels like but what brought what makes me think one guy wrote this on twitter and i forget who it was and i see him all the time he's always a great tweeter and he was probably in on that teddy bridgewater stuff he said the patrick mahomes contract makes it look like the patriots are paying cam and loose cigarettes <laughs> yeah, I mean, at the same at the same time, Patrick Mahomes like he he deserves to be the highest paid quarterback in the NFL. I agree. Oh, sure. And I, I, when we first heard about this, I totally disagree with it because all I saw was five hundred three million dollars. 
I didn't look at all the stats or all the all the everything that broke down with it. And then CK kind of explained it to me. I thought it was five hundred three million. Is what I saw, which CK? is pretty large. Thoughts, Cody. Uh, on the the numbers, what are the numbers for this thing? Uh, ten years, and which is unheard of. And when you t- uh, tally in all the incentives that he's set to make, and the millions and in extra incentives if he wins NFL MVP, Super Bowl MVP, uh, it's upward of five hundred and three million dollars yeah. over the course of ten years. It's the richest contract in the history of sports. I mean, we're not just talking about NFL. I mean, this is a record-setting sports contract. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we're talking about comparisons here. People get pissed when you talk about goats and legends like this. But when you look at the trajectory and what Patrick Mahomes has been able to do in his short time playing football, until proven otherwise, right now he is on track to be football's Michael Jordan in the way that Michael Jordan just bust out on the scenes and was an instant superstar and elevated whoa, whoa, everyone whoa. around him. Michael Jordan didn't bust out on the scenes. Yeah, he lost he in the playoffs. First round yes, playoffs in the last six years he was in the NBA. LeBron James busted out on the scene. No, but winning championships. But okay, he damn sure didn't suck either. I mean, he was tearing it up. He didn't win championships. Yeah, that's not all on him. That's a one championship. Well, the Chicago Bulls were also like the worst team, the worst team in the NBA, like at the time. No way, they were in the what? playoffs. I think. Before Michael Jordan came in, they were terrible. Yeah, they were adults. All right. So here, I think I think you're getting missed. I think you're getting hung up on the wrong point of what Cody's saying. And I think what Cody is is saying is that right now Mahomes is on the trajectory to be the greatest football player of all time. Yeah, Super Bowl. Three years in the NFL, he's won a Super Bowl. He's been an NFL MVP and a Super Bowl MVP. And Andy, they were Andy's one going. overtime away in an offsides by D Ford of being in the Super Bowl the year before against the Rams. Yep. And they would have yeah, smacked. He oh has – now, here's the thing is that, you know, you never know what someone else is going to do. But how old is Mahomes? He's only like 23. He's 26. Yeah, he's old, yeah. No. Is he? What is he? No. It's like 20, uh, 24, 25. So this only makes sense. is The only reason that he's 24, right? So this only makes sense with one player, and that's him. What's I can't see you giving a contract like this to any other player in the NFL at the current moment. Yeah, I don't really think so either, man. I don't know. I, I think this is a, a Patrick Mahomes contract. I don't think Deshaun Watson, for as incredible as I think he is, you know, maybe if he was with the Chiefs, it'd be different. But I don't think Deshaun's going to get anywhere near that. I don't think Lamar Jackson, especially the number of years for Lamar, because Lamar's play style is so much more dangerous. Um, And he also has only had really one really, really good, like crazy good year. The other year was be- it was okay. It was okay. He showed the running ability, but there were a lot of questions with his passing ability in, in the first year. You know, they threw it like eight times. This is equivalent. Patrick Mahomes had Cam Newton's 2015 season in like his second season. 
thirty. You know, and that's the and he yeah. was younger. Mm-hmm. And when you watch him play, if you knew what Russell Wilson was going to be, maybe you would have given this to Russell Wilson five years ago. But I think they're getting too old. At this point, you're really talking about is that he, they're going to pay him $40 million a year. Right? That's what it comes to. Well, that's if you get all the incentives and all of oh, that. Oh, right, right. Okay. Yeah. You know he has $100 million guaranteed after March or something. Mm-hmm. It's a big number. And how about this? His de- a percentage of it is tied to the salary cap. So if that number goes up or down, the amount of money that he's guaranteed goes up or down. I mean, there has literally never been a contract ever like this before. I mean, it's a. This it's is kind of what a, Aaron Rodgers wanted. He wanted a contract where he gets the ability to renegotiate when a new quarterback sets the market. Yeah. Except for Patrick Mahomes is is linking it to the salary cap instead. I still wonder what happens if Patrick Mahomes if if they could cut him. Um. And and when when it bec- when it makes sense financially to do that. Uh, I don't know. I remember. I'm gonna go look it up. Uh, I'm gonna look it up while you talk. That Patrick had some outs uh, later on in the contract, but what I found funny is, I mean, do look at the Packers, right? They already drafted Jordan Love. Like they're already looking for life after Aaron Rodgers. It's just kind of weird that you have a team. Uh, I mean, that that's willing to, and that Patrick is willing to sign for 10 years. This is normally insane when to, you look at the numbers. Yeah, normally you want to do this thing where you're able to sign in another, you know, three or four years and test the market. They're going to do that. Right? He's still going to do that. Look at this. Uh, year one, $65 million. That's insane. Year two, $60 million. Year three, 30. This is, oh, if you cut them, this is dead money. So the cap number... For year one is only five million dollars. The second year is twenty-four million dollars. The third year is thirty-one million dollars. The fourth year is forty-two million dollars, and the fifth year is forty million dollars. They can cut him after year three and have very limited dead money, That's but crazy. he still will have. A hundred million dollars guaranteed. Yeah, it's it's kind of a win-win, and you know, it's like I said, I didn't like this when I first saw it, but CK kind of opened my eyes to with about it, and I don't want to break his news with him about it, but <clears throat> it it does make a lot of sense for Kansas City. Uh, CK can elaborate on that a little more, but it, yeah. it's really a smart move for them. It's just yeah, that he's going to count. It's really going to hurt them in twenty-three year tw- uh, in twenty twenty-three. The cap, not hurt, but it's a $42 million number. The salary cap's going to be so large by then, though, dude. It's not going to be, it's not going to hurt nearly as This bad. almost feels like it could just be a four year, $120 million deal. Yeah, that's, I, I mean, that, like, yeah. th- that's what I was going to say is that this seems like it's a deal that is going to benefit the Chiefs because, like, after five years, if he's not good, they can cut him and not be impacted nearly as much. Mm-hmm. You know, but it makes Patrick Mahomes happy, and they backloaded a lot of that money. You know, to where 
if they did cut him after that five years, they're still not necessarily having to deal with it, you know? And yeah. it, it, it provides loyalty. And let's say things are great. Let's things, say things are amazing and he continues and he wins three, four, five more Super Bowls for the, the Chiefs, right? Yeah, think of what a 2025 quarter, starting quarterback would get paid if it's $30 million now. he would be now. middle of the pack at that point in time. And then somebody, if he goes to ask to be uh, to renegotiate, yep, you'll see that about year twenty twenty three. I bet, I bet you in twenty twenty three, twenty twenty four, they'll already be working on that. Yeah, I mean, it's just so hard to tell. I mean, you know, if you look at the Chiefs, they don't have a lot of cap space. I mean, they really don't have a ton of money to spend. They're going to be completely different after next year. I don't see how they can maintain. Honestly, yeah, I mean, so they, it lets you believe that they're going to have to rework that contract at some point in time anyway, you know, depending on how, uh, if he's going to be willing to, you know, retool some of the money to sign other players, which, by the way, I think that, you know, when you give a contract like this to Patrick Mahomes, it's saying, hey, we're hoping that you are going to do that for us later on down the road, that you will be willing to uh, let us edit some of the details uh, that we were able to sign more players. And I feel like uh, uh, Patrick would be more apt to do that because he wants to continue to win win Super Bowls and put talent around him. They really don't have a lot of marquee contracts, though. Tyree well, Kill, Chris Patrick Jones, Chris uh, the Honey Badger, Eric Fisher... If they're tied in, uh, Mitchell Schwartz, uh, Travis Kelsey, but Travis Kelsey right now is in. They're gonna lose Travis Kelsey after this year. I don't know, man. Do do you think so? Do after what? Well, okay. Tony devalues tight ends all the time. Anyway, he's never wanted to draft him in the draft, which that's fine. But But I was trying to get in Joku. Well, all right, yeah, yeah. You're trying to get a joker, so pick one. Maybe but when not. you look, but like when you look at George Kittle and Travis Kelsey and how good they are at running routes, catching passes, blocking. I mean, tight end is a versatile position, and if you have a damn good one, they're hard to come by. Mm-hmm. So he's 31 years old. To... Travis Kelsey is is 31 years old this year. He's got two not years old. left on his contract. Next this year he cost them eleven point two million dollars, and next year he will only cast cost them nine million dollars. So I think what you're going to get is this: is I think you're going to have um Kit uh what it, Kelsey saying here, I'm thirty one years old, I need to sign a new deal. Yeah, he's got one more big contract left in his career, I think. One more big If one. even big, I, I would be scared to give big money to a guy that's in his 30s. At You know, if he's 27, I mean, you maybe done this two years ago. When did he sign his contract now? Or is he still? Travis Kelsey signed a five-year contract extension in 2016. The contract is worth $46.8 million with $20 million guaranteed. I just don't know if they're going to be able to pay a tight end extremely a lot. At that point, yeah, yeah. Boy, who's more important, Tyreek Hill to that offense or Travis? I mean, they already signed. And Tyreke, you know what? So. I went, did they re-sign Tyreek? Yeah. yeah, they did. He got a massive they contract that was right before his whole thing. All right, so let's um, see what he has. He's got Tyreek Hill signed a three-year extension with the Kansas City in 2019. 
It's worth $54 million, 22 fully guaranteed at signing. His contract's going to be coming up, though, in 2021 as well. That's what I'm so saying. So they're going to have to build through the he's... draft. That's what they're thinking about is building through the draft. Yeah, and th- let me ask this. Out of all the – I'm going to try and think long, long into out in the distance, right? Joe Burrow, Kyler Murray, Deshaun Watson, any of these guys, even the guys that are, that are still coming, like Trevor Lawrence and Justin Fields, are we ever going to see another contract that matches this one? Or did we just see a once-in-a-lifetime Patrick Mahomes deal? I won't say we saw, we're saw. we seeing a once-in-a-lifetime. I just don't know of anybody right now that has given me – you know, if, if Kyler Murray or Deshaun Watson – if Deshaun Watson goes and wins the NFL MVP and they win a Super Bowl without DeAndre Hopkins or something like mm-hmm. that and it's all him looking like the most amazing thing ever – Maybe you could say, I don't even know how old he is. I feel like he's been in the league a little too long. I think the whole thing that Mahomes did was show a kind of greatness that comes in your fifth or sixth year in year one and two. You know, I mean, he always looks like he never, I mean, he always, he's looked like the best quarterback in the league since he stepped onto the field. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it, he really has. I mean, he has the benefit of a lot of things that a lot of good, a lot of quarterbacks don't get. Though he has a great coach, he's got a great line, yeah. he's got a great receiving core. I mean, he has a lot of weapons around him. Like, can you imagine? I could imagine almost any quarterback would be better in that system than they are in just about any other one. To be truly honest with you, because his system, his his system is not him running around all ton doing. He's not a super mobile quarterback. He is mobile. But that's not his his game. He his just game makes these insane throws. I think maybe Ky- what if Kyler Murray won MVP next year and the Super Bowl? Maybe and then did it again. Maybe yeah, you could that's say what I'm him. Saying. And like, what what if? Oh, okay, so for example, what if Joe Burrow turns around the Bengals in one season and replicates his LSU performances? Like then, that's pretty fucking incredible it too. Takes, you know? It takes massive success early on to where it looks like, you know, you have to be more successful than Cam Newton and Andrew Luck were. You have to be more, and that's what Patrick Mahomes is. He's been like a fifty touchdown guy since like week one. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. and uh, maybe Trevor Lawrence could do it if Trevor Lawrence comes in and comes to the Panthers and they get an MVP yeah. season by year two and win the Super Bowl. And you go, well, there was no doubt in our mind this is going to happen. Maybe this is something like this that you could do. Um, it is a way of getting keeping inflation in check. But I still would be interested, what if this was just a fully guaranteed contract and you didn't have all these fluff numbers involved? That's what I want to see. I want to see the Kirk Cousins contract replicated on a five-year scale. I, th- I think that hurts teams more than of this. Course one does, yeah. to be, to be well, of course, yeah. Of course, it does. That's, that's yeah. why you won't see stuff like that. You know, I, I don't I think know that how kind of groundbreaking of a contract this truly is. I mean, it yeah, sounds it really like does. it. It sounds like it, and it is. But it has a lot of the old school contract feel to it, and that is where the last five year, you know, the last end of the contract really don't matter. And by the way, and I've said this before too. You know, I. You know, when you look at other guys that maybe don't have the type of supporting cast that Patrick Mahomes does, you know, you can do the what ifs if you put Deshaun on the Chiefs or Kyler Murray or whatever. 
But one of the things that I think, uh, and I've said this before, Patrick Mahomes is the perfect storm. Is the perfect storm of being on the right team with the right coach, Mm -hmm. with the right players, and having the right skill set at the right time. Like all those things coalesce into this incredible thing that the Kansas City Chiefs now have. And dude, can you imagine being a Chiefs fan right now? Like you have this all-star quarterback that's just big dick in the NFL and and he's just taking over the world. And you know that for the next 10 years, your team is going to be a competitor for as long as you have him and that head coach. Like you know that every year you're a perennial Super Bowl contender until proven otherwise. Is that did he yeah. really only throw four thousand yards last year? He was injured for like four games, right? Oh yeah, so that's right. Oh yeah. He started fourteen games, but he still only had four thousand yards, twenty six touchdowns. The year yeah, before he had five thousand and fifty uh passing touchdowns. That's right. insane. How many did he have any rushing touchdowns that year? I can't tell. That's Yards true. per yeah. carry. TDs. Didn't, didn't he get injured on a rushing touchdown? He got injured diving across the line and dislocated his knee and scored a touchdown on that. I think that's how he got injured, right? Or maybe he didn't score a touchdown on it, but I know it was at the goal line. Hmm. It's crazy. Um, yeah. I don't know who. Do we, could... another... do we have another... Did we have another cat call? I don't think so. I think we're all done. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. Thank that's it. Did we hear this one? The New England Patriots guys. Yeah. Yeah, we're that last one. Yeah, we're done. Um let's see. Anything else we need to talk about in this contract in this world of NFL? No man, I think that's it. All right. Unless let's, y'all want, unless y'all want to devolve into politics again, which I don't think anybody wants to. <laughs> no, because uh we're probably going to end the in the ice up segment uh in fact let's do that let's go ahead and close out the show um and we'll get to the ice up picks my name is tony dunn it's the c3 panthers podcast you can follow me on twitter at cat underscore chronicles smash the thumbs up button subscribe thanks to james woodley mike vela tonight uh, for not only their insight in those bars run dmc tyler lovato but their generosity to this podcast we appreciate it um, guys, I'm going to go ahead and uh, let's say the ice up pick It's the time we ice. It's our homage to Steve Smith, where we tell someone to ice up, to toughen up, to get it together. My ice up pick is going to highlight uh, Deshaun Jackson from the Philadelphia Eagles, but turn more so to just t- uh, Deshaun Jackson as a guy um, who is historically – and um, just in- intellectually ill-informed on an issue, so he saw words that uh, you know suggested to him that there was some sort of conspiracy against black people. But the problem is that he was had difficulty seeing that it was a Hitler lyric, and it was about a Jewish conspiracy, and and just what. And, and here I'll give you another example for the people that. Um, you know, we're pulling down all the statues and all this different thing. As I am totally against the Confederate statues, I don't think they should be in public places because they lost. And there's some real, I've got a lot to say about that. But, you know, there was the defamation of a General Grant statue. And I, look, I'm happy that people are, are socially act, social activists. I'm happy that people care about their society and 
you know, trying to root out things of the past that relate today uh, that they see as emblematic of, of our society's problems. But I think it's hard uh, when we when we look at people of the past and just throw easy stones at everybody. And um, what I would argue is not to become less involved, less vocal, less active. I would encourage all of you to become more historically informed so that when you do, when your activism is um, on in the public eye, it resonates better. And I'll, there's another example of this is um, back to the July 4th holiday. So many people jumping on the anti-July 4th bandwagon mm-hmm. uh, because it's easy, right? And it fits kind of their narrative. And then you see a lot of people, too, that I saw one person, you know, some very privileged people in society doing it as well. But they're like, you call it independence. I call it 400 years of, a, you know, slavery and, and theft of a nation. And what I would argue is this, is that that's not what, um, that's just, it's just kind of a poor, it's not a poor, it's an incomplete view of the past. And so mm-hmm. while these issues are very important, you know, let's have legitimate conversations about the heroes of our country. Um the the ideas that we're celebrating but let's be careful as you cast stones that you're not just casting stones without any knowledge you know thrown with a blindfold on and for instance to finish up and wrap up on the july 4th um celebration is that yes is that look is that the united states has had has its share of warts right share of flaws and we certainly have some inconsistencies if you want to judge the July 4th celebration based on the words of create all men created equal. But really, what I would I, there's some other ways of looking at it as well, right? You can look at some of those failures or misgivings or shortcomings, but you could also say this is that, you know, this is a holiday that's, that celebrates a, the beginning of self-government becoming fashionable as an idea. Right. And prior to the United prior to the United States. And I would actually say this, guys, is y'all don't even need to be upset with the damn Declaration of Independence. If you really want to celebrate the birth of the United States, you probably should celebrate the ratification of the Constitution. Just my thoughts on that is that Mm -hmm. the Declaration of Independence was a statement by a group of people and colonies that kind of pushed their chips in and said, we're either going to be traitors or we're going to be revolutionaries and, you know, patriots. But I think that we get so hung up on um, we w- we wish they would have been something more that we forget some of the really radical elements of it. And it's the first nation that is a, on a big scale, a republic in the history of the world since Rome when before Jesus was born. So you're talking about 1,700 years go by where nobody believed that self-government would work. And for all of us who think our politics are shitty right now, maybe it doesn't. (laughs) But that is what this holiday is representing, not that things are perfection or all of this. So, look, pick up a book. Keep keep writing. Keep talking. Keep caring about your society. uh, But make sure, just know this, as people study their whole lives on subject and they still don't have a great grounding on this on what's going on in the past it's like saying what's going on in america right now 
Who the hell knows? Mm-hmm. So, guys, um, before you do stuff like Deshaun Jackson or to face Grant, who, by the way, is the savior of the union, was a very progressive president, or talk shit about Sherman because he didn't take care of the black people as he was fighting a war and decimating the South, is just put it in a little context and then throw the stone. So, to you ill-informed historians of the world, the professor tells you, ISO. Very well put. Very, very well put. Um, I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna go next because I gotta get out of here. Uh, but I am icing up Peter King. Uh, if you don't know Peter King, he used to work for uh, Monday Morning Quarterback. I think he's with NBC Sports now. Uh, Peter King has been a well-respected NFL analyst for a long time. But it's one of those things where he picks the weirdest hills to die on. And in case you don't know, uh, you know, and if you're an American, how do you not know at this point? Every 4th of July, not only do we celebrate... What the hell is that? Is that... I'm not hearing did, anything. Did I just hear that? What the, what the hell was that? Is that on my end? What God, the hell What did you hear? We didn't yeah. hear anything, but hear? obviously the NSA is listening. Dude, yep. I'm all of a sudden here. Sorry, guys. Anyway, dude, Nathan's hot dog eating contest is every 4th of July. It's like a staple. Joey Chestnut is the reigning champion mm-hmm. once again. He's just a badass. And Peter King, every 4th of July, decides to go on a tirade about, oh, how sinful and gluttonous the the Nathan's hot dog eating championship is. And it's just the worst of all of our nation. Like, hey, dude. Have you seen the shit going on in the world today? And you're going to pick a moment to rally or, uh, and, and hatred around the hot dog? It is disgusting to watch, though. But, uh, dude, it's like, who are you expecting to get on your side? Do you think you're going to get Americans to boycott the Nathan's hot dog eating competition? Like, eh, come on. It's the dumbest shit in the world. Pick your battles. You just sound like an old... Uh, an old asshole that's out of touch with the times and bitching about nothing. So, to Peter King, ice up, son. Ice uh, up. Cody, I know you got to run. Before you go, one thing, I was watching the clip of him winning the championship, you know, shove it, you know. He was like almost smashing the hot dogs through his teeth. Like he was using the lines in his teeth to actually like cheese grate the hot dog as he went through. <laughs> But the commentator goes, you're watching the greatest athletes in the world. <laughs> and I was like, oh, my God. All right. Cody, um, Cripple Connection still going. Where can they find you on Twitter? Yeah, uh, at, uh, on Twitter, at Cody Lack, C-O-D-Y-L-A-C. Hit me up. I'll talk with you about anything. Uh, if you're a fan of video games, every Friday, me and my partner, Jeffrey Redman, uh, do a, a video game podcast where we talk about all the latest and greatest in the news industry. And um, I'm still writing for Draft Tech. It's once a month. Uh, check that out. I'm the Panthers analyst for drafttech.com. Brand new write up. Uh, and that's it for your boy. Until all next Tuesday. All right. Peace out, homie. Yeah. All, all right. right. Uh, who wants next on the ice up lane? CK. You want it, CK? You want me to go? I don't have a great one, but I'll go. Uh, I uh, so today one of the guys that I stream with, his name is uh, 
Shred, Capitan Shred. He has a uh, he actually has a one of the biggest real estate podcasts in the nation. Um, and but he he's been streaming Call of Duty, and he sent me a message this morning on Discord showing where Activision has banned his account. Um, dude does like this happens to people who typically cheat, you know, so perma ban them. And he's definitely the not the guy who cheats, right? Like at all. He's streaming the entire time. The only time he's ever playing video games is when he's on stream. No cheating whatsoever. He is not anywhere close to being good enough to be considered even remotely close to cheating. All right. So nonetheless, he tries to get them on the line. <clears throat> And he can't get anybody. They're basically giving him the runaround saying we're short-staffed. He finally gets the live chat going, and they basically tell him, too bad, so sad, have a good day. And then basically in the chat without ever like saying, did I satisfy what you're doing? None of that. So he wow. is trying to play his the game that he has put money into to buy skins, to buy Battle Pass, to buy all of these things, right? He has put money into it to help increase, the, the I guess, the validity of his stream. And... They have banned him. And so he tried to create a new profile. They are tracking his IP address, and he can't even play on a new profile at all, wow. period. And so he, is, he said he's put a ton of money into it, and Activision will refuse. And it's, it's happened to about 12,000 people over the past 24 hours, and they refuse to do anything about it. It sounds like what all. PlayStation did to me when somebody hacked my account. Yeah. And, and so, but this difference is that it's not a matter of somebody Payment, saying that they, yeah. you know, did it. They're basically, they're not even giving a reason why. They're not telling him why. They're not giving him any indication. They gave him no warning, nothing. None of that. Hmm. I tell so, you, every time I, told I him, play Call of Duty, I play a bunch of fucking cheaters, it seems like. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, in my stream, every time I die, I'm definitely getting killed by hackers every single time. Yeah. But there is no other possible explanation. Right. Um, <laughs> But I will say there are a lot of cheaters, like in that game, and yeah, it's oh yeah. uh, it does get to be a bit overwhelming. Mm -hmm. All right, Activision, ice, ice up. up. Um, also, ice up. CK, you got to get together with Joey's stepson and play. He's like you, good. Wow, you know, like twelve kills in a round and stuff like that. Who is you, it? You guys will dominate Joey's stepson. He plays. Joey, myself, uh, his brother, and his stepson play, and basically he just carries us. <laughs> Y'all would be great. Y'all would be great. Um, all right, what you got, Greg? Uh, mine's kind of silly, a little bit old. I want to see if I can share this video here. Let's see if I can figure this out. Share a Chrome tab. Oh, yeah, I think I can do it. Let's see. Hold share. On. You might have to, yep, Tony may have oh, to adjust something see, real quick. You. It looks good. You look good? All right. The wind whispered through the forest. A storm is coming. I am the storm, the great American grizzly. Introducing the original Trumpy Bear, the fearless, <laughs> super plush American grizzly. Trumpy Bear was born June 14th, Flag Day. Just find the secret zipper and pull out the American flag themed blanket. Show your patriotism and proudly display Trumpy. Just wait to hear American people say holiday. about it. God bless America and God bless Trumpy Bear. American industry once ruled the world. And now we're back on track again. Thank you, Trumpy Bear. Thank you, Trumpy, Trumpy Bear, Bear sits proudly at the front of the motorcycle and loves to cruise with his brother. 
I'm a former Marine, and I'm proud to have Trumpy Bear ride by my side. <laughs> Once a Marine, always a Marine. When I saw Trumpy Bear, I knew I had to have him. He's a fighter just like me. Some firehouses have Dalmatians. We have Trumpy Bear. I've been in law enforcement for over four years, and I love my Trumpy Bear. Trumpy Bear always has my back. When I go on patrol, I'm rolling with Trumpy Bear. I'm a small business owner, and business is great again. Thank you, Trumpy Bear. Yeah, thank you, Trumpy Bear. People know me as Frankie the Broom. I own my own commercial cleaning service. My business is doing great. Thank you, Trumpy Bear. When I ride with Trumpy Bear, he makes my golf game great again. Thank you, Trumpy Bear. Order the Super Plus Trumpy <laughs> Bear for only two payments of $19.95. That's totally interesting. And a $40 bear? Certificate it's, of authenticity. It's a joke. You get to see away with it, too. Find out how you can get the Trumpy Bear Golf Club cover. Don't miss out on owning a piece of American history. Piece Trumpy, of American history. The most fearless bear anywhere. Order now. It has to be a joke. I don't believe it. No, no, that's for real. That's for real, because I think I'm going to buy it as a gift for somebody. But uh, <laughs> but here's the thing. I'm not really asking up the Trumpy Bear thing. I think you should buy it silly. for Cody. <laughs> now he's good. <laughs> yeah, he love that. But no, I mean, it's it's not so much a matter of the Trumpy Bear thing. It's the people in the commercial, like, Trumpy Bear's made my business better, and my golf game is better with Trumpy Bear. That's like, why seriously, I think it's a joke, find man. a different way I to go on patrol with Trumpy Bear. I carry, yeah. I carry <laughs> Trumpy Bear up to the windows when I'm writing tickets. Yeah, Trumpy Bear so took funny. a bullet for me. <laughs> so, to, to people in that commercial who think Trumpy Bear makes your golf game better and makes you safer in your police car, makes your firehouse operate better, stuff made your business better. Ice up. That's <laughs> right. so silly. Uh, the number's 252-228-5098. Get your calls in for next week. It's the C3 Panthers podcast. We appreciate all y'all's support. Go check out CK streaming on Facebook at, or just, what is it? Facebook forward slash Codizzle Allen? Yeah, facebook.com forward slash Codizzle Allen. You can do fb.gg forward slash Codizzle Allen. Um, right. There's a lot of different avenues you can take. You can find me on Twitter, and every time I go live, I put the uh, Twitter uh going live notification out there for anybody who's following me so you know either way man uh, everybody just uh go shoot me a follow i'm up to about 413 followers now so on twitter or on facebook no no no, no. Oh. on facebook yeah twitter's man not even close we will that, get you that tattoo by november mm-hmm. <laughs> i would like to see us come close to that tattoo before the end of july yes let's do that go check out codizzle allen on facebook gaming and uh greg you got a lot going on building sheds going in uh did you say hilton head yeah we were you hanging out with michael jordan or something (laughs) no uh that was that was that wasn't my trip that was a family thing uh they decided where to go i just you know throw some money that way and and take the trip that's right tag along now what's going on Uh, in the podcasting world Oh man, all over the place. You can find me at the Bat Daddy Fifty Two on Twitter if you want to talk to me there. And then I do uh, this show. I do a DC Alliance podcast. I do a Superhero Discussions podcast, which are both part of the Geek Ultimate Alliance Network uh, podcasting network. So check out that network. You find all the shows. We drop shows Monday through Friday, so it kind of gives you something to listen to every day. And then I'm doing live shows on YouTube every Friday for the Super Civil Servants podcast. For those of y'all who love talking to Sarah. Sarah Taylor's part of my uh, podcasting team as well. She's great on there. Come check us out. You get to see us live. When is the, uh, when are those? Room, just like this. When huh? are those? What? Uh, 9 p.m. Fridays. 9 p.m. Fridays. And just mm-hmm. out of curiosity, what day do you eat? <laughs> I'm a li- liquid diet, man. Much faster. <laughs> so, liquid diet. Fair enough. Mm. 
All right. Uh, yeah. Thanks again to James Woodley, Mike Vela. Way to drop yes. those bars. Uh, Carolyn Can. Sorry, Cody. You don't get to smash that taken. <laughs> uh, that was Run DMC. Tyler Lovato. Thank you all, uh, all the people in the chat. Thank you for the people that are listening in their cars and listening later on. Keep pounding. We'll see you next week. Keep pounding. Keep pounding. All right. We're done. We've actually right. cut the showtime by 30% recently. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.